When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? What's up? What's up? Wow. Look at us here once again. Yes. In different states as usual, except we've got a new state in the mix. I am coming to you live when we recorded in Dallas, Texas. Haley Harmon got the night off, but Jacqueline Nye, where do we find you on this fine day? I'm in Florida. Oh, (laughs) what's happening there in the Sunshine State? You know what? I'm just here visiting some family. I'm down in the, uh, the good old Fort Myers, uh, area. Where is that near? I mean, Fort Myers, I guess that is an area, but what else is it near or what coast is that on? It's Gulf coast. It's on the Gulf coast. Okay. So I would say it's probably like, okay, don't quote me like an hour and a half, two hours South of Tampa. Okay. That's, I was going to guess it's like Tampa Bay ish yeah, or near ish that ish. Yes. Mm-hmm. The side, that side of the state. Got it. Yes. I've been to Tampa north Bay. of Naples. North yes. of Naples. Okay. Yes. I feel like I know exactly what we're talking about now. I know. Look at you. Now you're like educated. That's right. So how long will you be there in the fair? Um, well, I, I flew out of Lexington down here um this morning. Okay. And I will, I leave, um, very early on Monday morning. So like a extended weekend sort of thing. Nice. Uh, That's more than an extended weekend. Uh, you left on a Wednesday (laughs) and you're coming back on a Monday. Um, in case you're unaware, the work week is Monday through Friday weekend starts at 5 PM Friday. So I would say you're there for five days or whatever that is. Um, well, Yeah, Um, I'm excited to, you know, beach, pool, work, the whole, the whole thing. You've been all over the place lately. Um, I know I have. Yeah. Uh, Welcome into the A Block podcast, by the way. Sorry, we didn't introduce ourselves. Claire Crouch, there's Jacqueline Nye. Again, Haley is not here, but we are carrying on near far wherever we are. You know, we will make it happen. We will come through and deliver a podcast come rain or come shine. And you said it was storming there in Florida. Um, yeah, it oddly enough, it only rained for a few minutes, but the thunder and lightning was pretty wild for a little bit there. It seems to have calmed uh, down now, but if it starts up again, if you hear any rumblings in the background of this, I'm very sorry. Um, that is what it is. 
that's mother nature, baby. So, yeah, it was like we were eating dinner and, um, it was really loud and it, um, scared the daylights out of, um, myself and my mom and my stepdad. We were all oh, like, wow. we all like yelped. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That must've yeah, been that's how loud it was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We, meanwhile, I know the, the terrible flooding that's gone on in Kentucky and then there in Florida, it seems y'all are getting something. And then it's been almost 60 days with no rainfall here in DFW. Although today I was sitting at a light on my way home from work. Yeah. It's over a hundred degrees, not a cloud in the sky. I legitimately unrolled my went or rolled down my window and like stuck my head out the car so I could see like above my roof. Cause I don't have a sunroof. Um, because I couldn't see any clouds in front of me or behind me. So no clouds. And it started sprinkling on my car. Weird. Yeah. I mean, and it lasted, I mean, for like not even a minute, but, and I, I, it couldn't have been anything else. Like there weren't any sprinklers. It wasn't coming from a car, like spraying its windshield And I could know, I noticed on other cars, cause all of the cars here are so freaking dusty because it's dry as a bone. Yeah. Um, and so you can see where these little raindrops are hitting. And I was like, where is this coming from? I need a meteorologist. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But whatever. So it's not like it would be like so hot. Your car is sweating. Like that doesn't no, 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 no. It just seems like, you know, we've put a man on the moon. Maybe we could figure out how to like spread this rainfall out a little more, even across the U S that would really yeah, help everybody. Than- it's either feast or famine in the worst ways possible. Yeah. So, well, you I know, guess. I think we're all dying to know, have you been able to like dry your hair and what's the vibe <laughs> down there with the electricity? <laughs> we are, we, are, it seems they've gotten things more in check. I don't know. Like those first few weeks or the, it was like the first two weeks of this crazy hot stretch that we're in that has yet to end and has no end in sight. Um, where they were telling us we had to limit all of our energy usage, but it seems something's changed because we haven't been getting those warnings every day about the grid being, um, like on the brim. Um, but, uh, it's still really hot, but we're, back to a normal temperature at work. Um, I'm still not always drying my hair, but you know, you're at that least really wasn't ever affected by. Yeah. I, I have also, I was telling one of my, my friend, Amanda, this last night, um, she and I always like to discuss our showering habits. We're old college roommates and we, um, have the same relationship with bathing, which is we like to do it, but we don't like we like, you know, once you're in the shower, it's great, but the thought of doing it and the time and energy it takes is just really obnoxious. Um, but I told her that I've started to turn my, um, relationship with bathing into an environmental cause because we're so low on water here that I shouldn't be bathing every day. So I've been doing my part do my part. I've been dabbling with the thought of being more and more, um, like living like a green net zero carbon footprint or whatever you call it lifestyle. I really have been, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm curious. And I've done some light reading and, um, who knows Might I might go there. I'm not going to become all natural because I like to smell good, Mm -hmm. but 
who knows? You know what I got to say? I got a lot of cups, so yeah. I don't use a lot of reusable cups. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta get on board with the, the water bottle life. Um, the one thing that I had noticed and I've re- I really have cut down on my seltzer usage is, you know, all these seltzers we like to drink all the cans, a lot of cans, although cans are better than plastic. Yeah. So there is that, but still, it's oh, so man. Not great. I have these thoughts though, about my relationship to the environment and it, it freaks me out a little bit, but could I ever go completely to the totally green, sustainable lifestyle? Probably not. But mm. also I'm not a celebrity taking 10 minute flights in my freaking private jet every here and there and yonder. So I'm doing more than them. And I'm out here having to drink out of paper straws so they can take their private jets and destroy the ozone layer with their emissions. Okay. Wait, wait a second. Did you see, I'm assuming you saw the Taylor Swift. Did you see the Taylor Swift specific headline when it said yes. like, yeah. something about CO2? I'm just like, yeah, oh. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling CO2. Yeah. <laughs> so all of these, it's like a list came out just recently. It's kind of old news by now, but it's still kind of maddening. We're basically revealed like every major celebrity that, you know, a has a private jet and B is taking them to like, go to the grocery store. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, the equivalent. Like they're literally you know, flying. They're taking will, 10 minute flights yeah, within like yeah. Los Angeles. And this whole thing started because Kylie Jenner had been outed for taking. Well, she posted that picture of her and Travis Scott. Yeah. And she's saying that we take minor years in front of their private planes. And then I think that like, sparked people to look into this. And now we know all about the celebrity private jet usage and how they're just using them in a way that like, I never <laughs> honestly like, thought what? I, it just like, does that even make sense? You know, yeah. in terms of convenience, because you're still presumably flying somewhere where you're going to have to get in a car. Cause last I checked every location you go to doesn't have like a landing strip. So it's just, I don't know. It seems. Yeah. And also you would have to drive to get there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift is the top CO2 emitting plane, according to this list, Yeah, her private plane. And then Apparently. there's a list of 10 people like her drake kylie it's awful it's it really is awful like do better i had seen where she kind of had and i don't know if it was directly her or her people so i'm sorry for for whatever since not knowing the source and repeating this but i had seen and i can't yeah obviously i can't remember who said what but they were saying that um that Taylor, when she isn't personally using her jet, she lets people basically rent it from her. So she was like, it's not only me. She's claiming it's like other like businesses or, you know, like whatever, like renting it. So I don't know if that makes it better. I just, I think. No, it doesn't. He's trying to make a point that it's like. It's still doing a lot of harm. And honestly, ban private, ban private jets until I have one, ban them. Yeah. When I have one, um, yeah. Keep them around forever. Okay. This is just going more into my, my desired lifestyle of being a sugar baby. 
and being on a yacht always, because then I'm just where I want to be. And I don't have to worry about flying anywhere. And I'm going to be fishing out of the sea and getting all my food that way and living on a yacht. And does the yacht emit something? Probably. But you know what? (laughs) To me, totally. It makes sense. So anyway, I, um, and it really does irritate me. I heard someone talk about this and they were saying, are you, so we're out here having to use these freaking plastic straw or paper straws that aren't worth a damn. And we're yeah. having to do like little sippy cups at Starbucks and we're having to do all these little things. Meanwhile, yeah. Taylor and Kim Kardashian are taking 10 minute flights. Like, no, 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 no. no. It's mean. It's wrong. It's taking advantage of the little person. Okay. I got to say this. Okay. I don't like the straws. Don't come for me about paper straws because a viewer did that one time when I used to be on the air. I said, paper straws suck. There has to be a better way. They're They're foggy. And I wasn't wrong about that. And I got a very nasty email and my then boss came over to me and I got ripped apart by him. And guess what? So many people since I've said that have said that on even bigger platforms. Oh, 100%. So, I think it's a, I think it is a, um, a community coming together and, and admitting that we want to help the yes. world, but we don't want to drink out of, um, basically like a wet, thick napkin. Yes. I support the intention. Yeah. But you but don't I do not support the, the means. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I do like the sippy cups though. I will say. I like them. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm fine. I have a I white shirt on. I don't like it because then I, I'm very you spill. Yes, that's the problem. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never been like, give me a straw. Like, I'm happy to, and I do my, I do my part, Taylor. I do my part. Is the thing mm-hmm. is, I have not loved the inconvenience of the paper straw or the sippy cup, but you know what? I do it, and so maybe you need to fly commercial. Maybe you need to stay home. Yeah, totally. Maybe you need to not keep dating people who live in another country. So these are just my suggestions. And I'm asking on behalf of the earth, the one and only Ms. Earth. So anyway, <laughs> wasn't expecting to go on that little rant a poo. Um, but yeah, it's still hot here and work is crazy busy and I'm still watching a lot of below deck. You guys, there's, there's more below deck out there than I expected. And I'm, I'm in the thick of it and I'm about to finish season five of below deck med. And I don't know what I'm going to do after that. I know Jacqueline's trying to get me to watch love Island UK. Uh, yes. Okay. Love Island UK. Um, so, okay. This is really funny because my, um, brother has been also watching it. And he told me that he read on Reddit that Reddit says the best season of Love Island UK is season four, I think he said. But I started watching season eight just because that's the one that's currently airing. And I've seen the people mostly talking about that. Yeah. So that's just kind of why I started there because that's the one that like currently social media is, you know, razzle dazzled about. So I do feel like I see and hear a lot of people talking about watching it. So I'm intrigued, but 
it's a little daunting to me right now to think about getting into that show. It just seems like a beast, but, um, you know, I've got some time on my hands. Well, something that's yeah. uh, a little tease ahead to something I'll be talking about here in just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, shall we talk about a few little items happening in the culture something that you just watched a second ago yeah so um I think this came out a few days ago and I um took a few minutes earlier today just to watch this um Will Smith released a video I believe it was on YouTube um I guess it's like a public apology to Chris Rock his family and um he also answered like viewer questions about the slap uh yeah yeah it's like he, it was his first time talking about it publicly. yeah so it was basically his first time talking about it publicly and as we know he's been in rehab rehab whatever that means so like a wellness center what you know one of those things that the yeah. do. so I took a few notes while I watched it basically um he it was very interesting how it was laid out because he like read off, he read off a question um and like one of the first questions was like why didn't you immediately apologize you know in your speech um and he just was like basically talking about how he was like immediately in shock he was almost answering these questions and reading them out loud like he would have like he would be like an Instagram influencer um on like on Instagram live talking about like the makeup routine like that's kind of like the casualness I felt was in this video Mm, okay um I mean, like it was obviously produced because the questions came up on the screen. He was obviously sitting on a set. Um, like he, like, honestly, he probably used a similar production, you know, production process to what the red table talk and his wife, like that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just really interesting. I mean, he just, and he also said that he reached out to Chris, um Chris's people and basically was told that Chris isn't ready to talk but Chris will reach out to him when he is um he also at one point said that he knows his behavior is unacceptable um and I just thought it was interesting how he used present tense Hmm. in that um and then he apologized directly to Chris's parents um And then another part of that was a lot of people were wondering, you know, after Jada kind of rolled her eyes initially after Chris made the comment, um, if Jada had told Will to do something, um, and Will, you know, just said no, that the whole thing was his decision and it was based, you know, his decision to, you know, to slap Chris was based solely on his relationship between himself and Chris. And it really didn't have um, you know, anything to do with anyone else. So, and then again, he kind of just ends the video apologizing, um, 
you know, to like his family and like the heat that it has caused them and says that he, you know, was sorry that he didn't like live up to the expectations that people had of him. Um, and that he, and then he said, and he quotes, he hopes, um, people will be able to, you know, he said, and I quote, we will be able to be friends again, is what he says. He basically just asked people to quote unquote, hang on. So I don't know. It's just very interesting. I'm like, you know, the slap when it happened was like the biggest freaking story. It was crazy. It was huge. And this, like you said, it it came out a couple days ago. I actually haven't seen it. Um, Whereas like you couldn't escape the slap. Um, I don't know if it's like our, we don't care anymore or is Will Smith like no longer relevant? I don't know. It just seems, I don't, I I'm confused, I guess, why and how he chose to just drop this type of, um, apology statement, whatever on YouTube like this. I mean, I know red table talk is an online platform too, but it just seems really ineffective and low impact yeah. and not a lot of people yeah. saw it and nobody seems to care. And yeah. it, it's not doing what he wanted it to do because he, he did it unprompted. Meaning like, I don't think he was asked to be on like a show. I don't think he was paid a lot of money or whatever. And so clearly he wanted something from it and I'm not sure he got what he would want. I don't know. I mean, maybe he just needed to do it to get it off his chest, but I don't know. It's funny to me. Just like the event was so huge. I, yeah. I can't tell if it's and too much time has passed or we actually don't care or Will Smith is over or what, but it's just interesting to me how little of an impact this has had. Okay. So I, I, okay. So just for reference. So today is August 3rd and the slap happened on March 27th. To me, it kind of seems like, like, while I appreciate that he is maybe answering some questions about like what happened from like that the public have, I just kind of feel like it's like, I don't necessarily want to say a little too late, but it's like, why wasn't this done? I don't know. Like a couple months ago. Um, Yeah. I think like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, we, like we've got monkeypox now. Will we yeah. got Nancy Pelosi's flight to Taiwan? Like we've got other yeah. things going on now. <laughs> um, it's like Eastern Kentucky is flooding. Will. Exactly. Like we Will, there are literally people dying. Yeah. So I think the only way that I would care is if like him and Chris Rock did some sort of interview like together. And yeah, talked that about, would be interesting. Talked about their feelings individually in the moment what led up to it what happened afterwards and then how they came back together initially again like other than that like I don't I don't really care I've just I and I really care never been super I've never been super into Will Smith and so I think yeah that's part of it I mean I think I was put off by his his actions even more so. So I'm kind of like, you know what? I don't really need to hear from you anymore. I, I saw what I saw. I know you probably feel bad, but like, ugh. again, we have a lot of other things to be concerned with. And I'm kind of like ready to turn the page on the old slap. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know that. I know 
he's out there still. And well, we wish you well. I, I have to say though, I was, I was kind of wondering what he's been up to since we heard he was like checked into that facility. And then like, we haven't really heard anything since. So I'd honestly forgot he was even doing that. I don't know. Every once in a while, I would just like randomly remember it. You know what I mean? It's not something I think about every day, but it was like a random thought where I was like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. What else? What else? What else? Um, so I know this happened last week, but I feel like we just need to like briefly talk about it because we've talked about this case previously. Um, Erica Jane was served a lawsuit like in LAX as she was like getting off a flight from Hawaii. Yeah, that's but she was with, and then she was walking with like Lisa Rinna and um Diana, whatever her last I can't remember her last name at the moment. Jenkins. Jenkins, yes. Um, yeah, that's tough. Um I don't know. I don't I I that's a situation I can't make heads or tails of anymore because I don't know what to believe. I don't know yeah, if totally. I think she's actually involved, implicated, no, knew about any of the stuff that's being alleged, or she was a complete victim to the situation. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how she continues to be a public person because if I was going through this type of turmoil, I would be under a rock. Like I would not be coming out. I'd be like, well, I know she needs to make money. So that's probably yeah. why she's still doing the show. But I give her props for carrying on as the good little Beverly Hills soldier that she is, but I don't like her. I'm not a fan. No, I'm not either. But I can appreciate and recognize that that must have been humiliating for that. Oh, yeah. So this. okay. so for uh, just to talk about this lawsuit. So it's a 50 million dollar racketeering lawsuit. um, And it's basically alleging that. Um, Erica and her ex-husband, Tom Girardi, routinely and misappropriated client settlement money to project an image of wealth and to prop up a lifestyle made for reality TV. So, and then they're also accusing Erica of um, purposefully flaunting a luxurious lifestyle um, and acting basically as like a front woman for selling the success story of um, her ex-husband. So that is what has gone on. But my question is, is that, is that against the, I mean, is I guess, is that, that so the front of that is that they're alleging that she knew that her, that Tom Girardi was embezzling the settlement funds that was intended to help the crash victims specifically of the Lion Air flight 610 crash. Yeah. Um, so, and that, so they're alleging that she knew that he was taking the funds and that she was using that, you know, for her glam team and mu- music and whatever. So I don't know. It's just really interesting. Um, yeah, it's all going to come down to that. And I don't know, I wouldn't want to be the, what was it? The forensic accountant or whatever no. that has to kind of figure out if she knew about it or not. Um, it, I mean, it's hard for all of us to imagine that she didn't know about it, I think, but you know, it is the interesting other side of the coin where with Jen Shaw, you know, her husband, uh, 
Coach Shaw. What's his name? Coach Shaw or Coach? I can't remember. Coach, Coach Shaw. Coach, whatever. I'm like, I can't remember his first name. I know. Neither can I. Um, yeah. But we all really like he's kind of an endearing figure and like a sweet husband. And when Jen Shaw got arrested, we were all like, there's no way he knew. There's no way. And then with Erica, we were like, of course she knew. Of course she knew. And yeah. so like, so it, which is it? Those dynamics. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I mean, I'd like to think if I was in a relationship with someone where we're making a lot of money or any amount of money, I would know where the money's coming in from. But at the same time, I don't know that I would know that. I really don't like I, I don't know that like my mom ever sat down with my dad and was like, show me the paycheck. I want to see your pay stubs. And I want to sit down and do the math and figure out that it is coming from the place it's coming from. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, especially if like you're in a relationship with someone like you trust them. So it's like, yeah. well, it's like, obviously like they're not going to steer me wrong Yeah, in and, that uh, way. So I don't and know. Not for nothing. There is a at least when they first got together. And I think it kind of seemed like from what we saw on the show with Erica and Tom, there was a power dynamic at play where yeah. he was the rich, successful one who kind of took her in, in a way. I mean, obviously they were in love and they wanted to get married and all that, but he was the rich one, the provider and the one that made all of her dreams possible. So like, would you question it? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I really, like, how, how much are you supposed to be complicit in knowing in a situation like that? Like at some point, is it on you for not knowing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like is it know? on you for not investigating or for suspecting and not saying anything? Yeah. And can you be held accountable for that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's hard to say. Yeah. But not things, the waters are not calm yet for Erica Jane and I wouldn't. Yeah. What would that car ride like from the airport to where they were going? Well, I, um, I don't know if you watched the clip, but I did. I know I did. The lady serving Erica and I have never seen Lisa Rana Rana run faster away from a camera than I have. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to be a part of this. She's like, yeah. this is not a, this is not a camera I want to be in front of. Jeez. Well, yeah. Um, right. <sighs> well, in other California-based housewife news. If you watched Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, the ex-wives club, so the one that just ended at Bluestone Manor, you know, Ms. Taylor Armstrong, originally of Beverly Hills, was on there. And it seems she made an impact because she has been announced to be joining Real Housewives of OC cast. So not only is she making a comeback, she's now the first housewife to switch franchises, which I think really opens up a fun door. Oh my God. I know. Right. I'm so like, excited about this. Who else could we get to switch yeah. around or trade? And so um, how, what do you, what do you personally think about? Okay. For, let's start off first like this. Mm-hmm. What do you personally think about Taylor being on this current cast of OC? We already know Tamara's coming back, but the right. of Taylor, what do you think? I, so I, I told you via text when we saw this, like I'm kind of like middle of the road on Taylor. I, you know, obviously her original Beverly Hills seasons, especially when her husband took his own life and all that stuff. I mean, it was like wild, never seen anything like it on television and with the abuse allegations and all that was just crazy, or I guess confirmed abuse. Um, And then like, we kind of forgot about her. It was kind of too dark to even think about, you know, it was like, oh, that was, she needs to go. 
And I liked her. I was excited about her being on Ultimate Girls Trip. And then like, she was like medium for me, whatever. And so that's kind of how I feel about the OC thing. I haven't watched OC in several seasons, so I'm not super up on anything that's going on, but I like Tamara a lot. Um, If they bring Vicky back, then I'm all in. Um, Because then we have Heather, Vicky, Tamara, Taylor. Is Shannon Bedore still on there? Oh yeah, she is baby. So I, that's a pretty good crew. And then and, you got the two youngins, Emily and Gina. Yeah. See, I don't have any connection to them. Well, um, Tamara doesn't like Gina because Gina, when Tamara and Vicky left, Gina basically had said to, in some interview, um, basically that the OC cast was better off with a younger cast. I would say it hasn't been because I feel like nothing's been going on. Yeah. It's like, okay, Gina, you live in a casita, like no one, like it's relatable, but also like no one cares. Like we want to like, see like you live in a mansion and have a towel warmer and like your like second master bedroom. You know what I mean? I watch all the housewife shows that are being talked about and that's how I watch housewives. And I haven't watched something about several seasons. Yeah. That means it's not being talked about, but now yeah. it kind of is. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I enjoyed Taylor's, um, performance on ultimate girls trip because at times it could be like chaotic. And then yeah. at other times she was like normal. And I liked the jump between the two of them. So I think it'll, and then adding Tamara onto that, it'll be like an interesting dynamic with the two of them and Heather on um, the show. And I'm also just interested just to watch Taylor interact with Gina and Emily. I don't know if it's going to work, but I, I will say like, I was like, oh, okay. Like that could work. I don't know. We'll see. I'm intrigued. Um, as far as other franchises and like housewives hopping in between them, it'll be interesting to see what else happens. And I saw someone made a really good point that Cynthia, who used to be on Atlanta, now lives mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills. Oh, that'd be cool if she joined. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be interesting. Well, I know there's always, there's like for like the past couple of years been talk of like, Lala from Vanderpump Rules joining Beverly Hills and like maybe Lisa Vanderpump and Lala would join together. Yeah. Because that would give Lisa Vanderpump an ally and she needs one. Um, I don't know. I just, I think Ultimate Girls Trip has really shown us the possibilities or, or the benefits of being creative with the housewife shows and like trying different things and putting different people together and um, not necessarily just doing what's always worked because it's always worked because things do get stale and like these, the stakes have really been heightened a lot with all these legal battles and everything yeah. on all these different franchises. And the thing about the ultimate girls trip is it's really gotten back to like the stupid fun and the stupid fights and reminded us all that like, that's why we really loved these shows to begin with. And so I hope this is like helping refocus maybe, the intentions of these franchises to like give us the entertainment value. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love the 
EJ Global of it all. I love the Jen Shaw stuff because it's just like, oh my gosh, how are we watching these? Yeah, people? but I also like the petty fights. Like I like the real Ultimate Girls Trip fights, you know, because Tamara and Vicky are upstairs eating cheese and Dorinda doesn't want you eating in your bedroom. Yes. Like, I want to see like a drag out fight about that. Yes, it's stupid. It's hilarious. I want to see Jill Zarin in the kitchen making banana bread, claiming it's homemade when it's definitely not homemade. You know, like I want to see her would be, I just, I, she's one. I don't want to see again. Jill is a lot for me. I, yeah, she's a lot. I think she would be a great like friend of like, she's well, that's there what for, she like, said she wanted, which I'm one like, night oh a trip, not the whole thing. Like you're just in, you're kind of annoying. And when, just when you get too annoying, you leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I used to like her, but I just find her, I mean, she is what she was accused of being she's thirsty like and she does not stop no she doesn't stop yeah it's just doesn't stop. never it's never ending she looks never great ending. looks better than ever um so props to her for that um okay i hear that you have to tell our listeners uh what they mean to you right now jacqueline i do yeah, you said you had to. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I like have something concerning to talk about. So, um, last week we asked our listeners to tell us. We talked about our most embarrassing DMs we had sent celebrities. We had posted this this question on our Instagram story on the A Block Pod Instagram story, and um two people responded. So I think (laughs) everyone is a liar and I would like you to come forward and tell the truth because I fully embarrassed myself on this podcast numerous times. Thank you very much. And here two of you responded. Can I read the two responses? Obviously I won't keep you anonymous, but I just want to say, okay. So one person said I messaged Candon, Candace Cameron Bure this huge thank you for being her and her work on Hallmark. And then she, this person said like these like funny, like emojis, like the melting. Wait, I love that. And very topical as there's been that whole fight about with her and Jojo. Jojo. Yeah. Which I don't know. I can't even be bothered. I can't even, that's too much. (laughs) Okay. So then someone else said, um, Matt Jones has had several DMs for me. Thought I was clever. Now I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it happens. Don't worry. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's thought nothing. The about. only one. <laughs> I, as not to be like as a former celebrity myself, but as someone who has gotten like a lot of messages, sometimes like you can't respond to them all. Okay. But like, that doesn't mean anything is embarrassing about it. It's just like, uh, you know, I, it just becomes a lot. And, yeah. and like, what am I going to say to everyone? I don't want to feel disingenuous, but I also don't have the energy always to respond to everybody. And sometimes just doing like a heart or a thumbs up feels like worse than not responding. So don't feel bad, but I understand. And again, we do it ourselves. So totally. This, this, the embarrassment is a universal feeling but we're still mad at you guys since only two of you owned up yeah, to it. I just so want those two are our only real listeners. The only like, real, obviously, obviously you'll be anonymous. Like I'm not going to out your ass publicly. 
I mean, even though we outed ourselves publicly, I'm just saying I, we want to feel like we're in a trust circle together and that we're not the only ones who do it. Well, apparently, so. and maybe we are, you know what, maybe we're wrong about this. Maybe it's just us three and those two and no one else. So you're telling me that we're the only four people, well, five people, including Haley on this earth that have like two glasses of wine and just start responding to like every celebrity story. Like, don't even need two glasses of wine over here. I just need to feel like yeah, that's something in my that's heart, <laughs> just a tinge of something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to message. She just needs to know. Well, whatever we, we forgive, but we don't forget. So do yeah. not let us down. The next time we call on you, be ready to answer. Yeah. You need to answer us. Well, I also posted on our Instagram today because I have been having these thoughts a lot lately. Okay. So I wanted to talk about hobbies, which I know is like a funny topic, but as I've detailed uh, at length on this podcast, you know, I moved here. I don't, I haven't had like a very busy social life. I'm single. I'm 36. And I'm like, what am I doing with my time? On one hand, I'm like, Claire, remember, I don't know. It's, it's the true struggle of like the true human struggle of not being able to appreciate the moment or the time or the season that you're in. Mm -hmm. I'm so busy worrying about, you know, my career, my social life, my dating life, whatever that like, I'm not enjoying where I am right now, which I fully understand is a situation a lot of people would be jealous of. Like my time is my own. I can do anything I want. I'm single. I make a decent amount of money. I have a, a decent apartment. Um, I like the world is my oyster. Like I can go to bed when I want. I can wake up when I want. I can eat, drink, do whatever I want. Don't have to worry about if so-and-so likes this or what, but instead of feeling the freedom of that, I'm like shaming myself because I'm like, Claire, you're not doing worthwhile things. You're not, you don't have like anything to show for it. You're watching below deck. You're cooking like a meal every now and then, and every now and then going out and doing something. But like, I just want to know, am I the only one who feels guilty a for not having a more like material hobby, something to show for myself, like gardening, baking, um, writing, whatever, or, is everybody else hobbyless as well? And so I did ask on our Instagram, okay, do, do you have a hobby? Say? And we got more than two responses. So for that, okay. I say, thank you. I guess this was a less intimidating question you. to answer. Um, and then, okay, here we go. So let's see, how do I find the answers? All right. I have a list of things that I say are my hobbies when asked, but no. And I totally respect that answer. Um, because I feel like that's what a lot of us do is we're like, oh yeah, I like to do this. I like to get outside. I like to do, I don't know anything, but really it's like, I'm laying on the couch and watching Bravo. Um, a lot of people ask, say reading, which, okay, I guess I have a hobby. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do. Someone else asks, does watching TV count? I say yes. Yeah. Um, one of our good friends responded and said, absolutely not. Meaning no hobbies. And I love you. You know who you are. Um, someone else answered, see, this is the person in the world where I'm like, tell me your ways gardening and watercolors. Like, I don't understand. You just like watercolor at home. 
I, all right. I, I gotta be honest. Okay. So I'm not judging you. I'm truly like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I never in my life have I ever just been like, I'm going to get myself together. Like my mother, my mommy would need to set that up for me. Like I'm not going to do watercoloring myself. Yeah. I was going to say some hobbies just like seem like a lot of work. And well, and I guess that's kind of the point. It's like to fill your time or simulate your brain. All right. Well, I guess I'm just meant to like watch Love Island. I'm as my I know. hobby. I'm like, like read and like drink wine. Person? I mean, I don't really. Right. I remember in high school, a friend's mom said she has, she had two sons who I grew up with and they're like a very, um, nice family and like very much like they're doing it right, whatever. And I remember one time she told her boys, she told me, she told her boys about watching TV. Like, is that what you want to say you did with your life is watch TV? And I was like, oh my, (sighs) that hurts. That hurts me physically. And like, I think about that all the time. And she said that when I was like 16. And so I guess I have that voice in my head. And I mean, truthfully, I come from a family where my parents didn't have hobbies. Like my dad loves to watch sports. My mom worked and cooked. My mom likes to cook and bake, but my mom is like a very social person and is always like trying to organize things and is in little like organizations that do things for the community. So I guess that's my example. Another one of our good friends said sleep. Okay. Um, we've got more reading answers, crafting and knitting. Um, like the knitting, crocheting, needle pointing is never going to be me. I really admire those who do it. Yeah. I wish that was a skill I had, but yeah. I, do. I do think of gardening and I would like to, like when I have a home with a yard, I'd like to have a little garden. Um, so I see, I could see myself doing gardening at some point. Um, I like to cook and bake, but like, I think about the amount of money and time it takes to just like do extracurricular cooking and baking. And I don't need to be doing that. Like, and I don't need baked goods constantly. Yeah. And I would like to be like a baker, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I can't justify it. I don't know. And so then I end up laying on the couch watching below deck for the 10,000th hour of the week and then going to bed at night and being like, what did I do? And just like last night I was on the phone with my mom and I was eating dinner and she's detailing all the things she's about to do. When we get off the phone, she's like, what are you going to do for the rest of your night? And I was like, mom, could you please stop asking me that? Cause, and I feel bad. Like it makes me feel bad and sad because I feel like I should be doing something. And then I feel guilty that I don't have anything to do and everybody else is so busy and they would kill to just lay on the couch and watch below deck. So I don't know. It's just a real conundrum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think you have to just like, like take a deep breath. You (laughs) did. There's a lot of life changes you just went through. And I think it's totally okay to just be like, you know what, like mentally, I, maybe I will give myself another month or two, but for right now, like my hobby is like watching TV, hanging out at home and, you know, like maybe yeah. over time you find like some sort of organization that does like some like volunteering stuff or, you know, it's like somehow like involved in the community or even it's like a networking thing that has like happy hours somewhere where you can just at least go and like meet other people who will like introduce you to other things, but yeah, 
you know, I think in like, while you're just trying to figure out what you want that hobby to be, I think just like, try to give yourself some sort of grace and figuring that out. And also like, I don't have a fucking hobby. Like my hobby is. Reading. Well, and that's that's kind of my point too. What I wanted to talk about this is, are we all our friend who responded like, sure. If someone asked me, I have a list of things I'm going to say, but in reality, I'm going home. Are we all just going home and laying on the couch or like who's in the minority here is what I want to know, or who's in the majority. And I agree, Jacqueline. I, I actually had that thought last night. I was like, you know, I think I might need to cut myself a little bit of slack because I've been dealing with a lot of changes, which take up energy. And I'm just trying to remind myself, like before my move, you know, it was the, the stress of the impending move and trying to find a job and trying to do everything. And I mean, for like months at a time, I didn't have a waking moment where I wasn't like stressed and trying and actively working on all of that. And so it's yeah. like, maybe it's like, yeah, it's it, like this is my, my quiet season. Yes. It's like, you would literally get done with work and then like go back to like looking for a job. And then like, you would like cook dinner and go to bed for like, yeah, it, was, it was crazy. So it's like, I think like, this is like your moment to just like take a deep breath, know it's going to be okay. Like you're going to figure it out. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think, yeah, this is like definitely your grace period, but I do think that there is like some sort of societal pressure to have hobbies. Also, I think, do you have any hobbies? Like, ew, can you ask a better question? <laughs> like what? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I know. I mean, truly the like, hobby- you know how many streaming platforms there are now and you're asking me what my hobbies are I don't know my it's hobby is Paramount Plus like how about like uh do you prefer Paramount Plus HBO Max or Showtime and then talk about that why do you have to ask what are your hobbies that's a great point yeah my hobby is coordinating my streaming services Ew. like and, no. and collecting passwords from friends okay that's my hobby grow up honestly <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah I'm I'm so glad of Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, honestly, like what are your hobbies reminds me of like a super bland question that you're asked on like a dating app when a dude doesn't know how to talk to girls. And like, that's just like what he says. Yeah. What are your hobbies? Well, and on dating apps, I think hobbies do come into play. Like people are like, I go hiking. I love doing this. And it's like, but we live, I personally, I live in Dallas. Where are you hiking? Stop lying to me. Also like, you're all liars. Is hiking a hobby? Is that considered a hobby or is that considered like something you use as a workout? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Rec- like it's a recreational activity. Yeah. It's like, like, why can't, why can't you just ask a better question? Yeah, that's great. Honestly, the next time someone asks me, I'll say, just start better, gaslighting them. Just better question, them. please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no decline. No comment. Like, mm-hmm. next ask it better next. Yeah. Yeah. My hobby is watching real housewives and below deck and messaging them on, on Instagram and then feeling bad about myself when I go to bed. And honestly, it's been working. Okay. Yeah. So leave me um, alone. Is this a hobby? I guess. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. And do you like, I know. I'm, I'm experiencing like a new thing here and kind of in my life because 
yes, I, most people, it seems my age would be like married, have kids type of realm, but as it would have it, all of my friends that I've had that are my age did those things later in life. So they're only just happening, happening, or I've typically had younger friends. And so Mm -hmm. I have not been in this situation where I'm surrounded by other people, like in my social circle who are like actively raising children and working a full-time job, but being at my workplace and I'm at now, there's a lot of those types. And then like one of my closest girlfriends is now about to have her second baby. And we're always messaging back and forth. And I do feel this bit of guilt where I have so little to do and they have so much to do. And yet I'm like tired, stressed, don't feel good. Like still, I don't know. There is a little bit of that, like single guilt and no one's really making me feel that, but it is like a, like reflection you're you're putting on yourself. Yeah. Where I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, I will say this. I think when you're feeling that way, I think you should just remember that the people who, you know, like your friend who is about to have her second baby probably wishes she had nothing to do and can just lay around and watch Bravo all day. Um, you know, I think to some degree, they you know, the other people probably do wish that the rules were reversed. Um, and honestly, like sometimes it's, just okay to not really do anything. I know. I know. And I I know there's so many articles and books about like that exact thing. Like it's okay. We live in a culture obsessed with go, 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 do, 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 have to like be doing something and showing off and all that. And so it's, and I, I agree to that to a certain point, but there is a part of me too, where like my friend's mom said, it's like, is that how you wanted to spend your life? Is that what you want to say you did with your life? Is you laid around for most of it? Well, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it's better than me being outside doing drugs. I'll tell you that much. I mean, <laughs> but like you're not even laying around for most of it. Like you're working, you work out, like you see your friends, you see your family. Like, so what if like you lay around a couple hours a night and like watch TV? Okay. Like right. you're watching another culture. That's right. I am. I'm arguing about the world. Cultural. <laughs> That's right. And I'm taking care of a wild animal that lives in my home. So honestly, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> Listen, you talk to me about how watching Bravo is bad and I will spin, spin, spin that. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's important. It's anthropology. Yeah, totally. I'm an anthropologist. Yeah. The next time someone asks, do you have a hobby? Yeah. Anthropology. Yeah. I'm studying human beings via my TV. It's like sociology. Like you're studying how people are and why they are the way they are. Well, now I'm a freaking intellect, if not a scientist, women in STEM. Wow. Women in STEM. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us go. Women in STEM. Two gals. Shattering that glass ceiling. Hell yeah. Hmm. One Bravo franchise at a time. Dare I say, just a couple of boss babes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Don't ever call me that ever again in your life. Hour. <laughs> all right. That's all I have to say. That was hobby talk. Thank you for indulging me. Thanks to everybody who responded. Um, thank you, Katie and Tiffany, for your excellent responses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of thought those were the girls, but I did. They were. <laughs>
<sighs> All right, Claire. What's Let's up? Let's have a chat. Okay. Let's have a chat about uh, Love Island, UK. Oh boy. Okay. I am obsessed. 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 You don't understand. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay. What is what is the obsession? Okay. One. Okay. I was watching it. I like binged it all day Sunday because I had like a major I had a migraine and I was just like laying in my bed in the dark and I watched, I'm not kidding you, probably 14 episodes of the show. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that's 14 <laughs> hours, right? Oh, it was so long. I was, I was, it, was, it was like all day. I just could not turn it off. I'm sorry. It's not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So my first, so I, I took some notes while I was writing this because I'm like, I have to talk about this week. My first note is how is everyone so attractive? Wow. Okay. It should be illegal. Mm, I like, I love, this is a great starting point. Okay. Like I'm, you guys, I'm not kidding you. Like, you know, it's like you watch the bachelor, you watch, what are the other ones? Love is blind. Love is blind. Fuck boy Island. I guess that's like a newer one, whatever, like those kind of shows. I mean, people on there are like attractive, but I mean, like the people on it's next level, it is like insane. Like you will not be able to stop staring. And it's not even just, it is like, it is, it's all of them. Everyone is like so pretty. And they're all British people. Yes. They're all from the, that region. Yes. Okay. Not all of them are from directly from UK. I think like maybe at least on this season, I'm watching the most current season, which is season eight. Um, so there's a lot of episodes, I guess, in over in the UK, it airs like one episode airs like every day. Yes, it's like always on. Yes, it's like it's like there's a crazy amount of episodes per season. Okay. Um so I, so season eight is like the most current and it just ended like rec- it just ended the other day, like, like within the week. Cast. Um, okay, they are very attractive, right? They are so pretty. Like it is the women are very pretty, right? Like out of this world. This one guy is so hot that I don't know what to do with myself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. like a little sleeve. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking Ooh, about. Okay. I know, what right? What's going on? How? So, and then another- how are some people, how do some people look like I that? I know. And then another <laughs> thing I really like about the show is despite how hot everyone is, um, at least from the vibe I get from the show and from watching it so far, and I'm on episode like 18. So you're pretty far in. I'm pretty far in. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I've other I've seen other people consistently say about Love Island UK in general is that the contestants genuinely go on there to find love and they're not there to get famous. Oh, I love that. So like, and like, um, at least in the latest season, like one of the girls is like a famous, um, like European soccer player's daughter. Okay. So like. I, I kind of picked up maybe a couple of the people are already like influencers. 
So like okay. they don't need to go on the show to get a more, like a bigger following, but they do genuinely want to be there to find love. So this is like maybe a realistic way for them to do that because dating is difficult. <laughs> yes. Yes. It okay, is. Got um, it. It's, it's really good. Um, and also just like the way they talk is just, it's just I know it's so the good, accents, okay. man. Yes. So I wrote down some of my favorite sayings so far. Okay. Oh, wait, before I do that. Um, another thing to note is that they're limited to two alcoholic drinks per day. Oh, wow. So per day and not to sound like I have a drinking problem, but like, what else do they do then? <laughs> like, cause um, are, are, are they just have a chat, have a chat, <laughs> but, and they're just like, and cause they don't go anywhere. Do they? they yeah. And then they, they sometimes go on dates and then, um, if they get a text and they're like assigned a date, um, and then sometimes they have these challenges, um, and the challenges involve them doing like things, um, you, you, you probably would rather do like a few drinks in and, um, not stone cold sober. Like one of the latest episodes I watched the other day, the challenge was that these girls had to like, um, like do this, like dancing like competition where they had to see no. who was like the sexiest dancer. Oh my, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I just, I'd I have to go like, ahead and take my two drinks and, right and then and there. Of the, yeah. And one of the girls <laughs> like made a joke in her like confessional and was like, I cannot believe I have to do this sober and not like, you know, 10 tequila sodas deep. And I was like, <sighs> honestly, oh okay. That's true. All right. So here Ugh. are some of my favorite sayings. Okay. I'm not going to do the accent because I can't do it. So I'm not even going to try. All right. Fair enough. Um, they say obviously in almost every sentence. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then, obviously. And then they say, have a chat. They a say chat. cheeky with it. Oh. Um, it's still early days. Okay. Yeah. I've heard them say that before. I love when you say that. I don't know why. And then they, and then they talk, they say, we get on. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. two, two little sayings I've learned, um, is the beauty salon and squeaky bum time. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So apparently squeaky bum time is like a, a cheeky reference to like the last few minutes of a soccer match. And it's supposed to be when like the teams are like it's like down to the wire sure. and they're like, Oh, sh-, you know, you're, you're like, Oh shit. Like which okay. team is going to win? Or like, you know, there's it's intense. Um, okay. they call that squeaky bum time, squeaky bum time, uh, the beauty salon, you would say like a girl would say, Oh yeah, he went to the beauty salon last night. Um, meaning he went South on the girl. Oh, interesting. The I beauty. know. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, Okay. I was there are little sayings over there are interesting. I remember learning that like hearing a couple from a girl when we went to Europe and I was like your slang is much different than ours. <laughs> yeah, the beauty salon it's like what does that even mean? Do they say cuz on below deck and I don't know if it's more an Australian thing or it's a Australia and UK thing. Do they say reckon a lot like I reckon I reckon this I reckon that or reckon not a ton. They, they say it a lot. Do. Um, 
oh my God, they said something else too. And I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, they say uh, something they say a lot also is like, um, instead of saying like, oh yeah, all right, like keep going. Yeah. Um, they say like, crack on. Yeah, crack, crack on. on. I'm like, yeah. what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, I, I love, love their it. little things. I love it. I love, again, it's, you're learning about another culture and it's enriching your life and it's very interesting and you're more worldly for it. And it's just fun to hear what other people are out there doing with the English language. <laughs> I know. I like, I, I think I would say, I think my favorite word is cheeky. I love cheeky. it. I love their, like, um, laugh, love, cheeky. Seriously. Oh, okay. I like when they say I'm chuffed there. I'm, I'm real chuffed. Like yeah. I'm happy. I'm pleased. You know, I think that's a cute one. I'm chuffed. Um, I would, I would think that that would mean like something nasty. They're like annoyed. Oh no. It means like, they're like quite pleased. Yeah. Oh, I'm rather chuffed. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Proper. Mm-hmm. I learned that from great British baking show. Mm, yeah. Okay. Another place where you can pick up a lot more. of interesting terms. Yeah. I guess I should have paid uh, more attention to the terminology when I was watching that show, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely should have. Absolutely should have. Wow. All right. Quitter myself. Well, shall we move on to weekly favorite thing thing in self-care. Let's do it. Do you want to go first or second? Um, I can go first. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Um, so my favorite thing is, um, so I was gifted a Kindle. Ooh. Yes. It is uh, my birthday later this week. But anyways, I got a um someone very close to me gave me a Kindle last <laughs> week. And um it, you thought I was obsessed with reading before. I like I'm like tap tap Just tap, wait. tap. I cannot stop. I can't stop. I'm so excited. You know, um, I never use mine. I need to, you're inspiring me. I need to, I need to um uh plug it in and get it recharged. Yeah. It's, I like, I've never had one before. So this is like my first experience with it. It's like the lower, it's the most simple one. It's not like, you know, one of those like several hundred dollar ones. It's just like the most simple one. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's so light. It's easy to use. I can still use Libby on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like, how it tells me like how many minutes, like once you read a little bit, it tells you how many minutes you're going to spend reading the chapter and then yeah, it starts many, tracking you like how long you have left in the book overall. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that feature, which I like, I need, I need, I need because- to plug mine back in. Cause I had it. I just haven't used it since I've moved because I would use Libby on there, but then I started really liking using Libby on my phone because I just found it so convenient to be able to yeah. read wherever I went and never didn't have to carry something extra. Um, but I can't remember. I think it does. You, it picks up your progress between the two. Like if I'm reading on the phone and then I want to read on my Kindle, I think it will pick me up from the same place. I think it will. Yeah. I think you can just send it from Libby to the Kindle. Yeah. I think so too. Like it's, it's like you can sync it. Yeah. I've, I've seen on Kindle, there's some thing where you can sync it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I you think would so be too. able to do that. 
I need to, I need to get back into that mode. I, I I'm, I've hit a bit of a dry spell with reading and I'm, I, I'm, I'll get there again. So maybe this is what I need to, to get me back in the groove. Oh, side note, before we move on, speaking of reading. So when you and I did that reading where we talked about books, like several months ago, uh-huh. the podcast, and we, um, you recommended, um, oh my God. Um, the one by Robin Lee, what's it called? Oh, um, um, the idea of you. Yes. Uh-huh. Ah, I just got it on Libby. I'm so excited. Oh, yay. Oh my gosh. I, I can't wait for this morning. It. I was like, I can't, I was like, hell yeah. And I, um, borrowed it and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell. Claire. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> to, uh, I'm so, I finally, I'm going to know someone who read it. Okay. Yay. Read it. Tell me all about it. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait. I'm in a, I'm in the middle of a book right now. I'm like 70% done with it, but I'm, I'll probably finish it tomorrow. So I'm going to start it. Oh, you'll read the idea of you so quick. Cause it's not I a very long wait. book. Yeah. Yeah. I can't Ooh, wait. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, my self care this week, um, you know, I talked about my perfect day being yes. on the beach. Yes. All that stuff. And that is what um, I plan on doing this week. So very I, good. no day set in stone when I will be at a beach, but I definitely will be um, at a beach at some point at a pool surrounded by palm trees. And, you know, amazing. There's no uh, better life for me. You're making so, it happen. Yeah. I'm making okay. dreams come true. You sure are. That's good. I'm jealous, but happy for you. Thank you. Um, all right. My, um, my favorite thing right now is, oh, it's just so wonderful. It's peaches. Peaches are my favorite fruit and tomatoes because we are in peach and tomato season right now. And I'm having at least one peach and one tomato every day. I've been having them. My mom and I both love peaches and tomatoes. And so we're typically like picking them up for each other. And then each time we see each other, we're like, we're like dealers meeting in a parking lot, like handing off three (laughs) peaches and a tomato or something. And I just, I mean, I, I love it. I, it makes me so happy. I go to bed thinking about peaches at night. I wake up in the morning, excited, knowing I'm going to get a peach and a tomato. Um, and I just wish peaches were this delicious and succulent year round, but it makes it all the more special, I guess, when we hit this peak season. Um, so yeah, been loving those can't have, can't get enough. Truly. Is there a specific way you like to eat either of those things or you just raw dogging it? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, (laughs) I, I I'll take a peach any way I can get it. Truly. Like I love a peach growing up. My mom and I would do, we would just cut up a peach and sprinkle sugar on it, which Mm -hmm. I know probably seems overly sweet, but it was just like perfect. Um, and last night my mom and I both like, cause we were talking about it. Uh, we cut up a peach and poured some milk over it and just had peach and peach and milk, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it in my yogurt. Um, this morning I had peaches with cottage cheese, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, and then of course, like I, I can't decide, I want to bake something with peaches. I just haven't gotten there yet. I just think like when peaches are fresh and delicious, I almost don't even want to cook them. I want to eat them like fresh and delicious and untainted by heat. I just want it to be like a juicy little snack. Um, but I have to, they have to be the yellow peach. I do not understand white peaches. I don't know why people like white peaches. They're so firm and tart. The yellow peach is superior. It's elite. I don't, I don't know why the other exists, but whatever. 
Have you seen that, that peach recipe that's floating around on TikTok where they put it in the air fryer? No. Do, and yeah. do they, oh, is, do they put like cinnamon on it? Yeah. Yeah, I actually have. I mean, I bet it's delicious, but it I just don't have an so air fryer. Good. Yeah. Um, that must be a rich people thing. Yeah, must be. Um, tomato, like I just love, I love a tomato so many different ways. Like today I had a BLT. I made a BLT and Um, I I think, and put a lot of pepper and a little bit of salt on that tomato. Mm -hmm. Um, eat a tomato raw with just salt and pepper. My all time favorite sandwich for tomato is a cheese and tomato sandwich where you put it under the broiler and you melt the cheese with the tomato. And then you put a lot of salt and pepper on it. So good. But one thing I've started making this year is it's like a Spanish recipe. I saw it on TikTok and you grate the tomato and then you strain all the water out of it. And then like you toast a good piece of bread with some olive oil and garlic. And then you put the tomato on it with salt and pepper. And it's so good. And it's just so simple. But as long as you've got a good tomato and some good bread, you almost can't beat it. So good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, Yeah. So that's a little bit of, uh oh, is it so storming or is now. your stepdad? No. Oh wow! Look at this. My mother interrupts the podcast. <gasps> to first... give me a glass of wine. Oh, what a what a woman! What a woman! Mom, say something. You're in a you're we're we're on self care. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to have her home. Oh, oh I bet. Home is where mom is. Home is where mom is. That's right. Home is where mom in the beach is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost done. Amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love oh, it. So funny. Yeah. I heard the door opening and I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, it was wonderful. We had a special guest. I a love that guest. so much. Okay. Yes. Well, so what is your, what's your self-care for this week? So my self-care was really something I just did the other day and I just did it once, but I felt really proud of myself for doing it. And I was like, you know what, Claire, that was self-care. I um, was meeting up with two friends after work. It was last Thursday. So it's been almost been a week. And, um, I had actually organized this. We were going to a place where you can have a martini and a hot dog. And I was like, okay, we're going to go do this. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. A little dive bar. Um, and it was really good. But these two gals, they work from home and I think they had been off work for like a couple hours. And like, I was racing over from the office. It was hot as blue blazes. I was exhausted. I was very thirsty and very hungry. And we did that. And then like, they were like, okay, now what do you guys, what do y'all want to go do next? And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I thought this is what we were doing. It's like, we were hanging out here and whatever. And they're like, let's go walk around. And mind you, it's a hundred degrees. So I was like, absolutely not. I was like, this is not walk around weather, but okay, whatever. And they're both newer to Texas. And so, and new to Dallas. So a lot of the city is still really new to them. And we went to an area of town that like is quite old, meaning like, I know all about it. Like I've done this. I've seen it a thousand times. I'm burning up. I literally feel like I'm dehydrated. And I just tapped out and I was like, you know what girls, I'm just going to go. I I don't want to bring everybody down. I'm just going to go home. And it wasn't weird or awkward or anything. And I just thought a a younger me would have stuck it out and been miserable and made it probably a miserable time for everyone because my energy would have been bad. And then I would have been mad at myself and whatever. Well, and the younger you probably would have like 
made yourself feel guilty for wanting to go home. You would have had maybe a little bit of FOMO and you just like, well, obviously I can't leave because what's going to happen. It's like, I have to be here for what happens. Right. And I didn't feel any of that. And I just felt really, I was like, you know what? I listened to how I was feeling and I left and I'm sure they had a better time. And I know I had a better time. (laughs) So (laughs) I was just proud of myself, even in this time of my life where I'm constantly like, Oh, I can't down, turn down social plans. I was just like, no, sometimes it's just better to tap out. So there you have it. You're tapping out. Love that. Yeah. Honestly, that takes some true strength strength. I have sometimes not, um, all the time. I wish I did. Um, but I've definitely done the opposite and then live to be like, why did I stay? I should have gone oh, 100%. home. Yeah. And the next day you wake up and you're like, I'm exhausted. I feel terrible. Yeah. I didn't even have a good time. Like probably drama like, happened because it. you were being a bitch. Like it's just yeah. like, <laughs> yes. yeah. You're like, did I really need that third martini? Probably no, not. Didn't. So yeah. All right. Well, good, well you know. We did it. We had, we had some interesting topics and it was just two of us. And maybe next week there'll be three of us. Maybe there'll be one of us. You'll just have to tune in to find out. Yeah. We're just going to leave you on the edge of your seat with that one. That's right. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the a block pod or email us at the a block pod at gmail.com. And the next time we ask you a question, we expect you to answer. Thank you very much. You better freaking answer the question. Okay. That's right. Don't make us feel alone in this. I know. We're all pals here. All right. Have a good week. Okay. Goodbye. guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.